Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Being You podcast. This is James Short, and welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode. Wow, what an amazing guest we have on today for you. Oh, she's a good friend. I've known her for a number of years now. And uh, so make sure you put your arms and legs in at all times. Turn the volume up because you're going to go on a ride, a ride of self-discovery, a ride of awareness, and a ride of some fun. So who do we have today? A good friend of mine, Lisa Jane. So let me share with you who's Lisa Jane. So Lisa's an educator, a speaker, an author, and having recently released The Emotional Powerful Mother. Oh, I'm excited to delve into this. A 21st century guide for mothers to create relationships with their tween and teen daughters that empower them both. Ooh, I love it. She has adult twin boys and two daughters, the youngest 15, and is passionate about creating new culture around our girls that teaches them emotional life skills from early on so they can courageously, deliberately express their truest self in all their relationships. Oh my gosh, my heart is about to explode. Lisa has an economic degree, a teaching degree, and she has run her own medium-sized retail business for eight years taught primary school children, high school children, and she's facilitated workshops with adults, teens, kids, teaching emotional education and worked in private consultation for the past 13 years. Her business is I Am Lisa Jane. And for today, if you head over to IamLisaJane.com and you actually put in slash free slash resources, there's a bunch of information you can go and have a play around with. So go and check it out. I am lisajane.com slash free dash resources and uh, have a play around with some resources. But let's get her on. Lisa, thank you so much for, for tuning in today. It is an honor and a privilege to have you. Thank you, James. Thank you so much for that introduction. I sort of felt like romper room, you know, am I giving away my age? But, you know, I, and then you go, who have we got in the mirror today? <laughs> it was wonderful. There was just all this tension. Lisa Jane! <laughs> <laughs> come on down come on down i love it i love it now i want to really unpack this story because what you've just released is is very exciting and i want to find out how did you get to this this point in your life when you had this realization i need to put on this this new amazing program that you've you've got in your delivery and, and you're getting some some beautiful feedback how did you get to this point what was that that journey to to get you to where you are right now Mm. Um, so, so I really, I had this incredible um, awakening experience around 37 and pre that I had, um, you know, been really successful, um, achieved all my goals. Um, I had three kids, I'd done an economics degree and ran a business, been educating, but I always, even in all of that, I, I always, always had this like inner prompt that there was something missing, that there was something that we weren't doing for our children especially when I saw them at school and, and I saw kids come to school and not be able to engage or sit still. And, you know, who knows, they could have been screamed at by their parents on the way to school and then they get to school and they're expected to sit down and be quiet and learn. And while that sort of worked for 5% of the kids, it was 95% of kids that couldn't learn. And I know myself when I'm in an emotional state, if I'm feeling down or if I've got some upset, there's no way I could sit in a lecture and listen. Like, and yet we expect our children to do that all the time. And so, and I felt quite stifled in a way as a teacher because you're in a system, right, that has certain rules that mm. a certain framework, which really doesn't educate us for emotions. Um, 
And, and when I talk about emotions, what happened to me after 37 was I realized that there was a totally different way to be in a relationship, a different way to be in my life, where I was fully engaged in it with my feelings as well, which is so empowering. Um, I discovered that the more I learned about my emotions, and this wasn't just from a head thing. So I could have told you a lot about my emotions from my head. And when I had emotional feelings, I would go into my head to try and fix them and analyze them and work out what I need to do. But I'm almost talking about a completely different paradigm to that. How do we be with our emotions? How do we be with our emotions to move forward and to grow and to take back more of our power? How do we step into a more empowered state within that emotion? And that isn't a concept of the head. We have so much information today. And I feel like that's great. And yet with all this information, we still feel like we're in these repetitive emotional loops. We're still going in these relationships. And I know with teenage daughters, and I speak to a lot of mums, they have these frustrations and incredible feelings of powerlessness. And we're, we're feeling it again and again and again. So this is not just about learning more information because the more information doesn't help with those emotional loops. It doesn't help actually free us from what I call emotional bondage. So I started working with a lot of women and what I discovered was they, like there's this incredible tapestry um, to so many people and, and, and a lot of these women would be hugely successful with running these companies and, and people would be looking up to them and what an amazing woman and then they'd go home to their relationship with their partner and they felt powerless or they filtered what they really thought or they really felt or they held back from saying things and I'm like wow like and I could see and not wow as in look at them like I know that I did the same thing myself and the more I worked with them the more I realized you know what if we just had some education earlier on in life if we just mm. taught people that we all have emotional needs which our society currently trains us to look outside to meet hence it really doesn't work in the long term but if we taught yep. them let's recognize where that emotional need is what it is and let's learn how to meet it ourselves so that when we come into any relationship with anybody whether it be our daughter our partner whoever we are feeling empowered we are in our true state we have met our needs and we can take back those feelings of powerlessness that we often feel and so for me it was this this like ding we've got to start this early on we've got to start giving people children the tools to not only speak about their emotions um, in a way that doesn't create division or persecution or blame which is often what we do right like I know for me I was raised to deal with my emotions by causing conflict I would blame someone I would make someone responsible and yet that's really what I didn't need you know so if if we can give children and girls and these these and boys really although i haven't started there yet um, the tools to start talking about their emotional world and understanding what their emotional needs are how to find what's really underneath my behavior and how to do something about it so that i'm not launching my next thought word or action from a powerless state or a frustrated state or a you know a state of feeling like i can't do anything about this thing um, then we're going to get much better outcomes Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Now, I want to. Uh, you said this word a number of times, and I just want to capture this word and and really unpack that. You said powerless, where if you look at on the mother aspect of of what you've realised over the years, 
where does that powerless come from? Um, that's the first question. What, what do you, uh, there's a couple of questions around this. I just mm-hmm. want to focus on one at a time. When we talk about powerless, where do you think for the mother, where does it come from? What's that journey around? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question, actually. So for me, and I speak from my experience and, and just from the women I work with, but I know for me, I've often felt powerless when my child has something that I perceive as not being good for them. Like, you know, um, they might be, they might, for example, teenage girls, they might be really influenced by their peers and they might feel like they're not good enough or they might be bullied at school. And as a mum, I'm like, you know, like you actually can just um, do something with your mindset. You can go and do this. You can, you can, you know, we can, we can do something about this, but it's almost like you can't make anybody do anything or say anything or be different, right? Mm. That, that's impossible. So for a mum, we're trying to give our daughters a solution. We're trying to, well, some of us are trying to fix still, which doesn't really work. But as a mum, that's pretty natural, right? It's pretty, it's not a bad thing. It's just that's how we're raised. You know, we have to sort of meet our daughter's, you know, emotional needs and, and, and give her all these school skills and these tools. And, and we're trying to help her navigate this world, which is pretty crazy at the moment with the influence of tech and devices and I think that for me that can make me feel very powerless like I I noticed that that feeling of powerlessness will come up in me but I know what to do with it so that then I can go on and create an outcome that maybe I prefer so this wanting to really help them and I think so many mums now are aware that we we with so much information to give our daughters and so many mums have been saying to me we've taught our daughters they're right their rights they know their rights they know all this information and now we're at this point where they're just about to merge into teenager or they're a teenager and all of a sudden we're in these conflicting situations because I don't have the tools now I don't know where to go next so I'm feeling really powerless when she starts to resist me when she uses the amazing vocabulary that I've given her already about her rights and her emotions and now we're in this new realm and how do I actually support her to live her journey in a way that is not going to be harmful to her? Hopefully, maybe I can't, but hopefully. How can I prevent certain things from happening so that she can grow and learn, but also maybe not get herself into too much trouble? And I think that for me that we just don't have the tools and we don't have the, our society doesn't actually, we're not taught that there is a, a nature of relationship that creates powerlessness. So as soon as I step into, I need to fix her or I need to find a solution or I'm blaming her for being lazy and not tidying up her room and poor me, like I do everything around this house. As soon as I step into those dynamics, that is like the common cultural rhetoric around dynamics of relationship. And it sets up this repetitive cycle of powerlessness. And so what I'd love to suggest is that we can completely step out of those dynamics and then we're not re-feeling that separation of persecution, blame, rescue, you know, that that we see everywhere, mind you. It's in our movies, it's on our social media. It's like, this is the norm. And that's why for me, it was such this incredible realisation that, and I've had mums say this when they've done my course, I just didn't even realise there was another way. And, And this is what we're not taught, right? We're in this framework and we don't know that there's a completely
totally different way of being in a relationship that feels so much better and so much more empowering. So true. So true. And if we look at then that, that word powerless with the, the teens and the tweens that you've, you've worked with, why is that? Why do you think that there is that sense of, of powerless with, with them? Where, and where does that come from? Mm. So, and see, this is where I feel that this is almost like an evolution in what we know about ourselves as human beings. So for young girls, they're moving into this place where they also are feeling powerless, right? So you've got the mum and the daughter projecting and mirroring each other's powerlessness. Hmm. So they're really wanting, and that's good to understand that, by the way, and how that works, but they're Hmm. really wanting to feel and learn and grow and be independent. So, and they have their mother forcing them to do things they have to do certain things. They don't have a car. They're, they're stuck. They're reliant on their mums. But in the same vein, they want to not be reliant on their mums. They have, and I'm not even too sure how much awareness a lot of teens have. I don't know that they would sit down and go, well, I feel powerless. But every time you pick up a mobile device and you who might be carrying a little bit of that, um, you know, what do they call it? The little chubbiness that you have as you move into teenagehood that often a lot of kids have as they're moving into teenage before they've had that growth spurt, right? So you're feeling you're, you're you've got this happening and then you're looking on social media at, you know, like however millions of images of women a day and you've got a feeling around that. And that's that activating our unmet emotional need, I'm not good enough, so I'm not good enough starts playing out. And all of a sudden you start feeling powerless. How can I change this? Because I'm not good enough. Now, we'll, then they'll do all sorts of things to try and make themselves feel more empowered. They might yell at a sibling, for example. You know, like if you're yeah, feeling yeah. powerless, you'll act out because you, and you don't know what to do about it. You might start slashing your wrists. You might, I mean, that's extreme. But mm. this, this melting pot of emotion, you know, and if we can go back to teaching them, hey, I'm feeling powerless, okay, why am I feeling powerless? Where is this coming from? Oh, there's the unmet emotional need. What can I do about that? So I'm filling up that myself and now I'm going to go out to the world and decide what I can actually physically do about this. Beautiful. You know, and, and that is, as a mum, understanding it myself so that I can teach it to my daughter and I'm modelling it to her. So I'm often talking about my process with my daughter all the time. Like, oh, wow, wow. I just felt this wave of powerlessness come up. And when you said that to me, this is what happened to me and it makes me, and the reason it makes me feel this is because blah, 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 blah. And my daughter will say, oh, I sort of get why you might feel that, mum. You know, I want you to hear this, you know. And so we talk about this and, and because, and, you know, sometimes you don't know what to do. And like that's, I'm not, I'm not saying how I've got the solutions, but we're a parent trying to parent these kids in the 21st century. Their life is very different to ours. And I think if we always remember, we don't have to know what to do, but if we have a process that allows us to stay close to our children in the meantime, while we're going through it, talking about things and teaching her how to move through processes, then isn't that better than actually just finding a solution right now and fixing it? Yeah, that because it's it's you know it's the analogy of of teaching them how to fish, really, isn't it? Rather than just going and catching yeah. the fish, and I think. You know, I just look at my own personal journey with the kids. They are, they've become one of my best teachers you know, along no, yeah. the way of life, <laughs> yeah. catching, you know, and that's where you said it before is that they, they understand your language. They, 
you know, they utilize the language back at you and you go, Oh, right. Okay. You've actually, you've taken that on board and you, you've processed it and yeah, you're just delivering it back. It's like, wow, fantastic. It's, you know, and that's where the teacher becomes. And I think what you've just said is, is, and I, I love that word power because it, it has so many different elements to it. Mm-hmm. And what I'm, what I'm understanding from you, it's not the power over, but it's the power, power for the power mm-hmm. to the power with. And I think it's, it's such a beautiful concept. And if we take that into, I guess, going from powerless, powerlessness to then stepping into power, particularly for a mother, like, what does that look like? And I know you unpack this in your amazing course and your yeah. program, but what does that actually look like for the mother? And mm. and what could you share? Maybe one or two areas that you could dive a little bit deeper in around that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the things that I like to do is whenever I'm feeling something, it's paying attention to that feeling because I, I've learned to consider that every feeling is like um, holding like a, a protocol, you know, how internet protocols, like a computer's talking to like, so for me, my feeling is this protocol. That's like my inner being or my true self sends out a feeling and I have to interpret that. And I was like, Oh, here's mm. some information for me. So for me, it's like, if I'm feeling powerless, it's like, Oh, I've stepped away from my power. I've stepped away from who I really am. I've stepped away from my centeredness. I'm set, stepped away from, um, you know, the me that can stand really strongly in this moment. Something has happened and I've stepped away from that. So this is my call to step back into my power, to take back my power. It's like, okay. you know, if I'm feeling sad while I'll validate that and, and allow that process, I'm also like, okay, well, sadness is saying to me, there's something that I'm doing that's making me feel sad. So what can I do that can make me feel happy? Like, how can we use our feelings as the information? You know, it's this mm. indication of, and for me, it's all about this separation. I talk a lot about separation in my book because our true self um, is very intuitive and in a lot of flow and it's very natural. It's like mother nature, you know, she weaves her little process and we see it out there magnificently. Like it, it, there's nothing wrong with that. And yet mm. we were taught early on to step away from our true selves. And so there's a separation and when we are away from our true selves, that's when we can feel really powerless because the place where we feel our power is when we're back in who we are and feeling comfortable in our true self. So back to your question about mothers. If I have a feeling reaction to my daughter, and I do because I have past experiences and I sometimes have experiences of me as a teenager that I'm projecting out onto her. So... I will have a feeling, but for me, it's like, if I remember not to try and react from that place, because it often will create division and it doesn't create the harmony and the connection and the trust that I want to build. My daughter once said to me, um, she's talking about her friends not telling their parents things. And I said, well, why do you think that is? And she said, well, they can't trust their parents because their parents react. So they don't know wow. how their parents are going to respond. And I thought, oh, I've never thought of that before. Wow. Like, Because we're all about how can we trust you, right? You've got yeah. to prove to me that I can trust you. But like, how can they trust us if we mm. are like, rah, 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 or we're like, how dare you? I'm going to take your phone off you or whatever it is that we do. And and that was a real big, like, I thought, wow, that's like a gem. Thanks for that, Freya. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, <put that> <laughs> I'll tell people that one. Um, 
But for me, it's like if I have a reaction, there's a moment before when I re react. That little moment is my point of pure potential. And I can just feel my body and go, oh, I've got a reaction to this. Now, my reaction might be um, a feeling that I can describe to my daughter because I'm modeling all the time to her what she can do with her emotions. So this is the power of it. Not only am I benefiting, but I'm teaching her by modeling, not by telling her what to do. You know, and, and that is so beautiful, mm -hmm. right? So for me, if and if I can't, if I have too much of a reaction, which does happen too, I might just say, look, you know, we need to talk about this, but right now I need some space. And I'll go and I'll write or I'll um, I'll get in touch with what's going on. And, and why wouldn't I feel powerless? Like, why wouldn't I? We have a lot of pressures on us as mums. You know, if you're running a business, if you've got a partner that disagrees with your values about bringing up your child, and it's like there's so many things. So it's okay for me to have this reaction pretty normal that I would have it how am I going to grow from it how am I going to and I might not have a solution but I know that if I can let off the charge by I might go for a run I might ring a friend mm. and just minimize the charge and then I'll be ready to go and talk to her and, and I might even in that moment get a prompt like okay I need and this is my latest one so I actually need to help her get a job because I feel that that's what she needs to be doing over the holidays so this was like this thing I hadn't really ever thought about but it was like I'm feeling a little bit powerless. What am I going to do about this? You know, and I just sit with it and it's like, okay, we're chatting about it. And then going for a walk, this drops into my head, get a job. So this is, if I can get out of my way, the flow almost helps me find the solutions that I want. And it doesn't mean that I don't, um, that I don't give her consequences as a mom. It doesn't mean that I don't say, you have to stay off your device for a couple of hours every day. And these are the times. Um, these are your chores. This is when you need to go to bed. So we have boundaries and guidelines. Maybe she needs some more. I don't know. But for now, it works for me and her. But my biggest advice would be make it about you. So if you have a feeling, right, and you can't express that, deal with that first before you go to your daughter. You know, make it about you. What do you need to do for you to feel more empowered in this situation? Because if you go to her from your empowered state, you're not going to be creating those freaking horrible, terrible power dynamics where you feel like she's got your power and you're trying to take it back by standing over her. Those power dynamics only happen because you haven't put yourself back in your power first. So make it about you first. Do Get into your zone as much as you can where you feel centered. And even if you don't have a solution, say that to her. I don't feel comfortable with what's happened here. This doesn't feel right for me. So this is what's going to happen, but I'm not sure how we're going to find a good solution for this. You know, we need to talk about it, you know, however it turns out. But if it's about you first and you're in a space first, you'll find that it's so much easier to come to a, an outcome that you both feel happy with and she's less likely to battle you because she can feel your, your solidness. You're emotionally mm. solid. You're emotionally secure. And she feels emotionally safe with you because you haven't reacted, right? And emotional safety, I think, is our only advantage in this world with our teenage daughters. If they know they are emotionally safe with us, we are like this enticing, beautiful lovely place that they can go when all is lost right and that's like yeah, our beautiful. advantage <laughs> yeah that's so beautiful oh i mean there's so many gold 
bits and nuggets just in that little you know avenue that you went down and i think taking that information and that's why i'm excited you know about your program that you've you, you've launched and and the the traction that you're getting so where can the listeners find find more about the program where can you send them and how can they reach out to you so it's i am lisa jane and that's i a m l i s a j a y n e so i have a website um i have I have social media, but to be honest, you know, I'm actually thinking I'd like to do my business a little bit differently. So you'll probably hear me on more podcasts, see me in magazines because I write quite a lot. Um, but definitely my website, you'll always find it and reach out to me. Like I love to hear from mums. I love to hear real life scenarios because then I can do videos about that and say, hey, you know, anonymously, mm-hmm. these are some of the things that mums are going through and we all benefit from that. Like, because I think, Mothers need to get together now. We can be incredibly powerful if we support each other and share our stories and share our successes. You know, so please reach out to me, find me there. There's an email there, send me a note. Um, and yeah, and Beautiful. connect, you know, that's yeah. what we need. And, and we need to connect. Totally. And I highly recommend go straight over after you finish listening to this. Check it out. I am Lisa Jane, L-I-S-A-J-A-Y-N-E.com. And, uh, and reach out to Lisa because she's always willing to have a chat, always willing to connect. And um, she's a beautiful soul, beautiful person. And for those mothers out there, connect because what you'll learn from her will be absolutely powerful in, uh, in your journey of, of parenthood. So Lisa, thank you for jumping on today. Really appreciate your time, your expertise. We could be talking for hours and hours and hours, mm. um, but I, I wanted to just really capsulate this and, and where you're at in your journey and the impact that you're having for, for mothers. So thank you once again for tuning in. Thank you, James. Very grateful. All right, guys. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Being You podcast and I will talk to you all soon. Cool. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.